Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Well, hello. Welcome back. Hello. Hey, how's it morning. going? Oh, it's beer. going great. Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing today? I feel like I'm dressed for Valentine's Day and Tim is St. Patrick's Day. You are. <laughs> we funny. got a couple holidays covered over here. We are very, yeah. very colorful. <laughs> I'm dressed for a meeting. Yeah. I have a nice. meeting today. Do you have a meeting shirt? <laughs> you have official meeting shoes on. <laughs> I do. Nice fancy boots. Meeting boots. I even brought my makeup in. Wow. And I tried to blend into the walls. Serious. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> Join us on our Facebook Live, where you can also talk yes, about our outfits. purposeful That's fashion right. right here. So Joe Rogan has opened up his own comedy club. We got the deets on that. Tom Cruise won't be the first person to shoot a movie in space. And Jimmy Kimmel is ready to whoop people at the Oscars. There you go. First E! News of the day is coming up next with Jeff and Jen. First, uh, already busy this morning, Denise Johnson has your latest traffic. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Showtime. We're a little delayed on our Facebook Live video this morning because the last people who used the equipment didn't pack it properly and we can't find anything. Uh, well, it's a gigantic, let me just tell you, it's a gigantic bag. Like the bag is probably, what, three feet by two feet? And It looks like it could cut, it could carry a snare drum. It looks like a suit bag if you were traveling on an airplane. And the piece that we use is what? Three inches the by The size one of inch. a stick of butter. Yeah. yeah. Put a couple cufflinks in there. Like, kind of funny. Is this stupid thing? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It was in somebody else's bag, but I'm, I'm back and so we'll, So we'll do, do we it. need to have our own? Is this the next request yes. that needs to happen? Yeah. Yes. Is should've, there needs to be a Jeff and Jen? Yes. Should have brought that kidding. up in the meeting yes. yesterday. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, Next time they say, what do you need from me? We uh, just hold this up. Well, you know what? I think we could even send an email. Say, we've come up with something. Yes. Yeah. I can't. I just don't. <sighs> well, you know, if you're going to share with other people, you want the other people to take as good care of your things as you do. Right. Treat it like it's your own house, man. Exa- well, see, that's a problem when you say that to me. Correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> would point. not want me to treat it like I drink like, my yes. house. <laughs> yes. Well, I had that fresh in my mind because I'm booking Airbnbs. So, and that's what then they say oh. that in there, you know, treat it like it, we expect our guests to treat our home as if it were their home. Well, that is a bad 
bad thing to say to some people. Yeah, we don't say yeah. that to uh, Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't say that either because no. a lot of people are just gross. Live in total filth. Yeah. Uh, hey, I got some. I got some news for you. Yesterday, we told you a story about Nick Cannon's new game show with Kevin yeah. Hart called Who's Having My Baby? Yeah. And uh, Jen was a little outraged and was like, this must be a joke. <laughs> this must be it a joke. This be is real. awful. And I said, well, nobody said it's not a joke, but it turns out it was a prank. I got you. Having my baby with Nick Cannon is not real, y'all. But my new e-show with Kevin Hart, Celebrity Prank Wars, is real. There's nothing that besties do better than pranking each other. <laughs> and that's why we created Celebrity Prank Wars, the show where we help our famous friends pull off some of the most elaborate pranks. Oh my God. <laughs> Celebrity Prank Wars. The prank off begins April 6th. Only on E. There you go. It oh, did seem a little suspect sense. from the beginning, didn't it? Yes. So it's a new version of punked? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. The premise is simple. They help celebrities pull pranks on each other. Participants will include Anthony Anderson, uh, Brian Nikki Bella, Tiffany Haddish, Taraji P. Henson, Will John, Joel McHale, Chance the Rapper, T-Pain, and Robin Thicke. That's fun. Fun Hope to be, be had fun. by all. Right. Yeah. And uh, uh, I heard Joe Rogan opened up his own comedy club. He sure has in Austin, Texas. It's called the Comedy Mothership. He is positioning it as an anti-cancel culture club. When he took the stage opening night, he said, I'm drunk and on mushrooms in my new club. This is as high as I've ever been on stage. <laughs> I need to connect with this moment. You can't fire me from my own club, B-word. <laughs> so first night performers... Include Ron White and Roseanne Barr. I just thought, Roseanne, is he going to invite all the comedians who've been canceled, like Roseanne Barr? And who's the other male comedian that got canceled? Oh, Me Too Louis C.K. Oh, Louis C.K. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. He kind of came back for like he a did. little bit, didn't he? And some people had a real fit yeah. when he and came Kramer back. Kramer yeah. from Seinfeld was another one. That Does Bill Cosby got- oh, get to perform that? <laughs> Good question. Hollywood Reporter says within seconds of the first comedy taking the first comic taking the stage, a gay slur was thrown out, followed by jokes about trans people. The audience hooted. Great. For the anti-cancel culture crowd, this is their new safe space. Good for them. All right, coming up, Tom Cruise uh, and Jimmy Kimmel making headlines this morning. Tom Cruise will not be the first person to shoot a movie in space. We'll have all of that. Coming up straight ahead, but first, let's check those roads. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. NBC has ordered a car makeover reality show based on Mattel's Hot Wheels toys. Yep, a Hot Wheels makeover show. People will say, well, look at the cool flames on the side of that Tesla. Wait, those are real. Hey, are you okay? 
Tinder recently released an Australian edition of its dating dictionary, which includes the phrase kitten fishing that means, quote, changing aspects of yourself to appear more attractive to others, or as we call that here, dating. A survey that said the top reasons guests would leave a hotel room they already paid for are bed bugs, a bad smell, and finding a camera. Motel 6 heard was like, hey, three for three, we got hotel bingo. All right. Voters in Oklahoma. Weather-wise, got clouds on the increase this afternoon and then rain developing after 8 o'clock. See a high around 52. And right now it's 33 with Jeff and Jen. Tom Cruise. Might still realize his dream of shooting a movie in outer space, but he's not going to be the first person to do it because the darn Russians have beat him to it. They just released a trailer for The Challenge. It's a movie they made on the International Space Station in 2021. The movie's about a surgeon who has to perform heart surgery on a cosmonaut in orbit because he can't return to Earth for treatment. The surgeon is played by a Russian actress, but her patient is an actual Russian cosmonaut. The actress and her director underwent rigorous training before blasting off. Took about 12 days to shoot. Wrapped up in just a few months before Russia invaded Ukraine. Due out in April. That's crazy. Mm. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be something. Also, think about that guy having heart surgery in space. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What a story. Wow. I know. That's what you said, right? Well, it's not, it's just the movie. It's not real. It's not oh, real. I thought it's he really needed something. No, just the movie. No, but he was the actual cosmonaut. Gotcha. So okay. there was one actress playing a cosmonaut and a cosmonaut being an actor. Got it. Yeah. So it's just two people in the whole movie. Well, I don't know about that. But and it's just open heart surgery. They're the big ones. <laughs> yeah. All this blurring of the lines of reality. So is the confusing. Fiction. The medical video. <laughs> oh. Yes, it is the medical teaching video. God. Um, Selena Gomez posted an inspiring Instagram message yesterday for International Women's Day. If anyone's interested, I thought it was worth playing. Something I wish I could tell my younger self is appreciate the face and the body that you have. May not look like everyone else, but you are who you are and be proud of that. Yeah, we were talking about compliments that people give you, you know, when they comment on, on how great you look. And sometimes yeah. they'll say, wow, you lost a bunch of weight. And <laughs> our reaction to it is sometimes it feels a little backhanded or the mm-hmm. way we take it. But I did have the thought yesterday, you know, we are as young and beautiful as we'll ever be. Yeah, I've been saying <laughs> that for years. I'm not, This is as young as I'm ever going to get. Right. Yeah. Although, you know, I do see some people who make a dramatic change in their lifestyle habits. and Oh, yeah. You, you can know, always change. And, and, yeah. You know, and then they do like the, the, this is me at this age. And yeah. then you see a picture of them 10 or 20 years earlier and they actually look better today than they did then. So. Yeah. I, I mean, what amazes me are like the women who in their 50s and 60s de- decide to take up weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Or marathon running. And, you know, they become these ripped just like and go to competitions and stuff. I see yeah. you doing that, actually. <gasps> you think so? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, because whatever you do, you really get into it. So if if you chose to do that, I think you could go all oh, the way. Oh, totally. Yeah. 
Yeah. I I'll wanna... tell you, Jen, you should go watch people run the Flying Pig Marathon. I've been down there as a yeah. spectator multiple times rooting on people that are doing it. Yeah. And it is inspiring. It I will never... never do that. Yeah, but I'm saying that I like, can promise it's all body types, all ages, <laughs> oh, yeah. all. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's just like, sure. oh, my gosh, if that person can do, I can do this, mm. too. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, running. Hmm. Long distance running. Mm, right. Yeah, for a long time. <laughs> Unless mm. I'm running away from something. Somebody, something, happening. it really has to be chasing me and it has <laughs> yes. to be a big threat. Same. And even then, I might give up and just say, all right. Here you go. <laughs> Let's just I'm fight done. it out. It's time. Let's just, whatever. Yeah. All right. So, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting the Oscars on Sunday and he is ready for anything. He says, if somebody comes up on stage and slaps me, well, I size them up, and if I'm bigger than they are, I beat the crap out of them on television. And if it's The Rock, I run. There you go. Do so, you guys feel like the whole thing is going to be a bunch of jokes about the about slap? About the slap. Like, throughout the entire show? Well, I think he's at the point where most of us are. It's like, okay, it's been a year. There's been a lot of talk about it. It's stirred back up again because of the Chris Rock special. We're here at the Oscars. It's impossible not to talk about it. I think you have to say something about it, but you don't have to lay up in it. And that's kind of what I'm expecting. I think you might hear a couple of things on Sunday, but then they're going to move forward. I mean, even Jimmy says it would be ridiculous not to mention it. But he's not going to make his whole monologue about it. And outside of that, I expect it'll be relatively uneventful compared to last. I think you're right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie American Psycho. Uh, it starred Christian Bale and Jared Leto. Came a out long a few years time ago. ago. A long time ago. Uh, and there's a scene in it. There's an apartment scene involving the Huey Lewis song, It's Hip to be Square. Mm-hmm. And you would think that Huey Lewis would have seen the movie, but he hasn't. And there's like a whole long story behind it. Um, but he's he's in one of the movie's most iconic scenes, which is why I thought it was noteworthy that he's in one of the most iconic scenes and he's never seen the movie. Anyway, uh, he did make remarks after being shown a clip of it. And here are Christian Bale and Jared Leto in the apartment scene I'm talking about. You like Huey Lewis in the news? They're okay. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually think he's correct there. His whole review of our career is almost spot on. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Huey had read the book. And when he was asked to include a song, he wasn't sure if it would make his fans buy a soundtrack for just one song. So he declined. But the team behind the movie, I guess, put out a press release saying that Huey had seen the film and thought it was so violent that he pulled the song. Really? Yeah. And Huey was really kind of annoyed at the fabricated press. And that's why he boycotted the movie. So that's the first time he's ever seen that scene. Huh. Isn't that funny? That interesting. is interesting. Yeah. So yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before? I don't remember. We uh, talked about this game show that Nick Cannon was teasing where women would compete to be the next baby mama for him. Mm-hmm. It did seem a little suspect. If not suspect and it was real, maybe a bit distasteful or concerning. Maybe. Yes, gross. Maybe. It was gross. 
So turns out it was just a joke. Oh. I got you. Having my baby with Nick Cannon is not real, y'all. But my new e-show with Kevin Hart, Celebrity Prank Wars, is real. There's nothing that besties do better than pranking each other. <laughs> and that's why we created Celebrity Prank Wars, the show where we help our famous friends pull off some of the most elaborate pranks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Celebrity Prank Wars. The prank off begins April 6th, only on E. There you go. Phew. Basically, like a new version of right. pranked, right? Punked. Punked. That's what yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of, yeah, with yeah. Ashton Kutcher. And- so we got Anthony Anderson, Brie, Nikki Bella, Tiffany Haddish, Taraji P. Henson, Lil John, Joel McHale, Chance the Rapper, T Pain, and Robin Thicke lined up so far. All right. So we'll see. Yeah. April 6th on E is when it premieres. Okay. Uh, Billy Squire <laughs> kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. Who is he? Oh, uh, he he was responsible for Everybody Wants You. That was the famous song that um, Mark Sebastian barricaded himself in the studio with. And everybody was it argues, Everybody Wants You? Everybody. Or there was another Billy Squire song I saw. Stroke Man. And everybody says, no, it was Everybody Wants You. And everybody says it was a Stroke Man. And I, I wasn't here, so I don't know. <laughs> it was before our time. Right. But we do know the guy. Where oh, is Mark, Mark Sebastian? Sebastian? Yeah, not we Billy worked Squire. With him, right. We worked with him in Tampa for years. I don't know where he is now. He's still in... He still he he emails every now and then like once every five years he'll email like the Jeff and Jen account and be like how's everything going? Well, how's he doing? Well, at one time I think he was still in Florida just doing like voice work, but I haven't heard from him in, in a long time. Well, after Mark Sebastian left Q one hundred two and I God, what was that? The eighties? Mm-hmm. I guess Probably. it was before. I mean, I it would have had to have been yeah. because he was there when I got there in ninety two. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where he was working. He was working in Florida. So we worked with Mark Sebastian in Florida after his time at Q102. And so he he talked about, you know, the legendary good old days at yeah. Q102. So we, we had a lot of knowledge of it prior to coming mm-hmm. to work here. But uh, Billy Squire, the artist, mostly disappeared after releasing a rock album in 1993. However... Today, he's back with a new song, and it's called Harder on a Woman. Here's a sample. Lean on me, my darling. Let me be your man. We will walk together till we reach the promised land. He sounds exactly the same. I know. Kai, well, I want to hear him yell. And it's harder on a woman than it is on a man. Try to love you, baby, best as I can. She don't want to fight. She Uh, he says he was inspired to write and record it after the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. And playing on the track are Simon Kirk of Bad Company on the drums. Uh, G.E. Smith, formerly of Hall & Oates in the Saturday Night Live band, uh, playing guitar. Huh. So it's kind of an all-star cast. Wow. There. Isn't that kind of fun? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what else? There's something else I want to share with you. Or, you know, we talk about AI every now and then on the show. Mm. Just I, I like to bring it up because it freaks Jen out. I don't, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Just wait. I mean, it's it's going to replace all of us someday. Probably. On the radio. And 
there's a company called Radio GPT. Radio GPT. Do yes. we know what the GPT stands for? Wow. It's generated te- something. It's really techy. Generated yeah. personality theater. Well, because we have a chat. It's chat GTP that mm-hmm. people can GPT. subscribe to and they, it'll write like a paper for you. Well, the oh. prediction is that AI is also the future of radio <gasps> and that we're all essentially going to be replaced by robots because humans are just too damn inferior and so this company called radio gpt says oh no replacing humans is the furthest thing from our mindset they they Mm -hmm. claim they could just fill the void when humans aren't at the controls of a radio station like say the overnight show Mm -hmm. Uh, but here's an example of how it sounds and what they tout about their service Over the years, there have been many examples of artificial intelligence helping humans. This is Rich, bad commander file name. Well, they expect you to be a machine to operate this machine. But this ain't Mystery Science Theater 3000. We've come a long way, baby. The future of entertainment is now. Radio GPT. Yeah. So you just heard a break. A typical example. Uh, here's the radio GPT attempt at a news duo, which uh, the clip sort of began in progress. Illegal for dogs to stick their heads out of car windows. The idea is to keep dogs safer, but many pet owners say the law would take away one of their dog's greatest joys. What's next? Will they make it illegal to fly your airplane hand out the car window? <laughs> Live, made locally in Springfield, and 100% voiced and powered by AI. This is Radio GPT. No. No. I don't like it either. Oh, so you guys are finally jumping on my bandwagon, aren't you? I've been scared of the machines for a while. Well, it doesn't, I just don't like the fact that it's doing everything. You know what I mean? Like writing our papers. Like you can get it to write you a thank you note. You can get it to write. Like you could say to the chat one, you could be like, tell me what you think about the Jeff and Jen morning show. And it could give you a paragraph without even ever listening or knowing anybody on that show. It could do reviews for your Etsy business, Cards by Uh, Jacob. Yeah, see, and I would have an issue with that as well. I don't need any help from AI. I get plenty of five-star reviews without it. Fair. Except that one lady. That one lady. I did see that you launched a new sweatshirt yesterday on your we page. Did. It's so cute. The autism awareness, autism yeah. acceptance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's super Hoodie cute. Hoodie like, and Raglan. It's like Snoopy. It is. It says, too cool to be typical. I like it. Yeah. That is your latest E News. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a $50 gift card from Burns Garden Center. Pre-order now, and Burns will begin growing your custom order for you. Yeah, the Burns Garden Pros will grow your exclusive order until the time comes for pickup. And all the details you need are online at BurnsGardenCenter.com. Hey, Brett. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you? I am well. How are you guys? Well as well. Doing great. Got your headlines here. It's faker for real. You picked the real one. Going to get up with a $50 gift card from Burns Garden Center, and you can start pre-ordering everything that you need for this spring and summer, okay? All right. All right. 
So is the real one A, someone hiked a 3,000-foot mountain to draw a huge wiener in the snow? Is it B, a judge ruled that giving the middle finger is a God-given right? Or C, a threesome ended with 67% of them in jail? It was B. You know what? You're right. Nice. Oh, it is? It is B, but Fridge, it's your lucky day because all three of them oh, are wow. real. Yeah. I loved A. There is a wiener in the snow. I am there now is. Googling this. <laughs> snow wiener. <laughs> yeah, guests at a ski resort in Alaska posted photos after someone hiked up a 3,000-foot mountain to draw a giant phallic symbol in the snow. And... Rich has the photo up, and it's it, pretty good. It's it's very impressive, <laughs> gotta say. And when we say giant, we mean the size of a football field. Yeah, it's a big one. So you could clearly see it even from way down below. Uh, one report said they did it a few nights ago in the dark, so no one would catch them. <laughs> it was a full moon, so they did have a little light to work with. The resort was not happy about it. Because <laughs> they woke up in the next morning and they could just see it. Yeah. Uh, the manager had to send a helicopter up and people on skis <laughs> did their best to erase it, but still. <laughs> people online joked that midway through the cleanup, it kind of looked like they were adding contours and hair to make it look realistic. <laughs> <laughs> to give it some depth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh, a big thanks to our friends at 95.9 in Fairbanks for sending that one to us. I love it. Uh, Meanwhile, one of the Bible's Ten Commandments is not coveting your neighbor's house, wife, servants, or animals, right? But if your neighbor is a jerk, then God is all about you giving them the finger? Wait a minute. There was a court case up in Canada where two neighbors got into a nasty (laughs) argument. One guy swore at the other and threatened him while holding a power tool in a menacing way. In response, the other guy just flipped a double bird. Well, the victim, that would be the guy with the potty mouth and the power tool, was appalled (laughs) at the double bird and filed a criminal harassment claim against him. But he has the menacing power tool. Well, a judge ruled on the case, and he was not impressed with the accusation. The judge said giving someone the middle finger is a God-given right that belongs to everyone. Okay. I can't say that I disagree. He said it may not be civil. (laughs) And it may not be. It may not be polite. Or couth. It may not be gentlemanly. Yes. Nevertheless... It does not trigger criminal liability. I mean, if he double-fingered him, that was big. I mean, (laughs) he really meant it. That's really vengeance. Uh, The judge also said that he wished he could literally throw this case out the window. The things that get caught up in litigation for the love. I know. They got to be so annoyed at wasting their time with stuff Uh like that. Uh, Also this morning, something went south during a threesome in Florida on Monday night, and 67% of the lovers ended up in jail. (laughs) That was not a fake headline. This actually happened. Cops say the three were in bed for a romantic interlude when there was an argument. It's unclear what it was about, but things got violent. Uh, evidently, the 31-year-old guy and the 20-year-old woman both struck the 29-year-old female victim. They both hit her? Oh, yes. Wow. 
The a guy, yeah. the guy and the woman both hit the third party. Do we know? Was this a couple with a third, or a was thruple? this? Yeah, was it a thruple, or was it a you know just three random people or two best friends that picked up the dude? It doesn't go into their relationship. There are so other. many possibilities of what could have gone wrong depending upon the dynamic. Yes. <laughs> well, in this case, the thirty-one-year-old guy and the twenty-year-old woman. Struck the 29-year-old female and apparently stormed out of the house at that point. The guy also threw a cinder block through the back window of the victim's oh, wow. car. So they were mad. They were mad. Whoa. Now, what did she do? Well, I don't know. She wasn't seriously hurt. The female assailant was just charged with battery. Uh, the man was also hit with a felony charge for throwing a deadly missile. Oh, my god! Wow. This is crazy. Just another reason, kids. You shouldn't find yourself in one of these situations. Maybe you should just go go for the double middle fingers instead of all of this. Or just avoid threesomes. Well, we just just watched (laughs) Professor Marsden and the Wonder Women uh, last night, which came out in like 2017. But it's about the, the the Harvard professor who is married to the... Uh, I guess the Radcliffe professor and he had invented Wonder Woman and created the comic that okay. uh, this was back in like the 1920s and thir- 30s and there was some backlash because they felt that she was too sexual a superhero and yeah. so there were all these ah. comic book burnings but anyway uh, that couple had a relationship with one of his students like okay. they they sort ongoing. of became a, an ongoing oh, wow. relationship a polyamorous like a family. yes pretty yeah. much and it's a really interesting, well done, fascinating movie, and it gives you some insight into the history of the. It's based on a true story. Yeah, and the dynamics of the, the relationships between the three of them are really interesting. Interesting. There's a fantasy writer named Laurel K. Hamilton out there, and she is openly polyamorous. There are four in her relationship. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody loves everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and she goes on and on about how wonderful it is. Speaking of movies, Jeff, have you watched, because uh, the Oscars are coming up this weekend, I was listening to a podcast recently with Brendan Fraser on it. Have you seen The Whale? It's on the list. Um, I've avoided that one out of all of them because I just, I I know, it's very emotional. I know I'll cry mm-hmm. through the whole damn thing, so I've... And putting it off. I didn't realize that was a movie that the director sought him for. Like he contacted Brendan Fraser. I've and heard said that. Yeah. That he would be, he was like, we really want you to do this role. And he was very emotional about even taking it in the first place. Yeah, the so, reviews have been mixed. The movie itself, I think, got like a 65% Rotten Tomato score. But all of the critics agree, despite where the movie lacks, that Brendan Fraser's performance is, amazing. is the performance of his career. The so, one that he'll be remembered what for. Is, what is it about? So it's about a man that weighs about 600 pounds that is like stuck in his home essentially because he's just so big. He Immobile. Can't, yeah, he can't really move. And I, it's about his like dealing with that in addition to the fact that I believe he has a daughter. And so he's like, Complicated I don't, relationship with I don't have a relationship with my daughter and I know I need to try to figure out that as well. And it, I guess it also focuses on like how we kind of got to that point in the aftermath of a tragedy. And yeah. So which part heavy. of it do you think it's going to get you? 
All of it. Oh, all of it. I, it's just, I mean, it. just watching the trailer is really, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it tugs at you. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. But I think I, I think we've seen all the other Best Picture nominations. What do you think? You think Everything Everywhere All at Once is going to be the big winner this weekend? It probably will be, although I think Women Talking should be. Gotcha. Just What's that about, opinion. Women Talking? It takes place on a... Um, on like a in like a religious uh, colony, mm-hmm. and uh, there's been a, a massive assault uh, on on the women in this colony by the men, mm-hmm. and they have been arrested. And so the women have time to kind of group together and decide what they're going to do. Are they going to Are they going to leave? Are they going to flee the colony, mm-hmm. or are they going to stay and fight? Yeah. Um, but they will not do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it, it could have been a stage play because a lot uh, of it sort of okay. takes place in one location. You know, it, it it bounces around somewhat, but the majority of it is filmed inside of a barn. And there's only really one male cast member in the whole movie. But it's how they get to, it, it's how they work it out. Mm-hmm make the decision and ultimately do what they end up doing. And it's, I, I thought I would hate it and I was riveted. Yeah. Wow. That's neat. Yeah. It's about an hour and 48 minutes long. Anybody? It sounds like a Kate Blanchett movie to me. Rooney Mara. <laughs> oh, Rooney like, Mara. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the, the girl who played uh, the crown, uh, the first, the first uh, queen. Oh, oh wow. yeah. I can't think of her name, but she's I, in uh, it. Claire Foy. Claire Foy. Claire Foy. Yep. And then uh, that older actress that's in all those movies and wins all those awards. Ah, <laughs> I can't think of her name. Jane Dude, Judy not, Dench. Not Helen Mirren, <laughs> not Judy Dench. Meryl Streep. <laughs> it's an American actress. I can't think of her name. But anyway, it's really good, and you're impressed. I mean, these are women who a lot of them don't know how to read or write, yet they're some of the most insightful, intelligent women you'll ever see on the screen. They have emotional intelligence. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. That's worth seeing. I think that should be the winner. Hmm. Not that everything, everywhere, all at once is a bad movie. It's great. It's really innovative and different and creative, but it... That's the one with the different dimensions? Yes, Okay. Yeah, and that was also really good too. But it's it's absurdist comedy. Okay, and and just based on that alone, I mean, I think it'll do well. Yeah, it should do well. Well, you know, it's a lot of movie snobs that are always well. that always vote. So you kind of look at the you kind of look for the movie that's going to, that's the most high minded. You know, a lot yeah. of times when it comes to winning these awards. And best best actress, I think I said before, I think she'd go to Kate Blanchett for her role in Tar. That was excellent. It'll be uh, fun we both to see really like that. Yeah. Who who does what? And if it's if there's anything that we will take from it. And as know. much as uh Brendan Fraser, I think, just did the role of his lifetime, I think this is Kate Blanchett's like the one that she'll be I don't know. There may be others, but I I thought this was probably the best role I've ever seen her in Kate Blanchett. Yeah. And that's my Oscars review. All right. Well, like then we'll see how you do. Yeah. It filled us in a little bit. We watched <laughs> Sister Act 2 last weekend. <laughs> how was that? <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. It was great. That's a performance yeah. of a lifetime. <laughs> like a good nun movie. That was a great movie. <laughs> I think, haven't they been talking about doing another Sister Probably. Act movie? and Sister bringing Whoopi? Five? Yeah, and bringing yeah. Whoopi back. <laughs> Yeah.
Yeah, it's 725 with Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Otherwise, you've got clouds on the increase this afternoon and then expect rain to develop sometime after 8 o'clock tonight. We'll see high around 52. Right now, it's 31 with Jeff and Jen. Okay, Mark is in need of a second date update this morning, and we're here to help him out. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for taking my call. Happy to do it. Why don't you tell us how you met Brittany, walk us through the date, and we'll go from there. So, like, we we connected on Hinge, and uh, we met up at Liberty Town Center. And, you know, we walked around for about an hour just talking. And I think we clicked really well. You know, we stopped and and had a couple drinks. It was just, like, super casual. I mean, I really liked her, but it was super casual. And uh, I thought we clicked. You know, I thought we hit it off. You know, we talked about work and where we live and hobbies. You know, she's like... I wonder if we can find a place to play mini golf. We just talked about all kinds of stuff. And I just, I felt, I felt like we were really comfortable with each other. Didn't feel nervous, you know, like she seemed relaxed and I felt relaxed. And so I, I kind of, I took that as a good sign. Mm-hmm. And we kept things pretty light, no heavy discussions. Like we didn't, we didn't go into, uh, into our traumas, you know, the first date. <laughs> um, you had to save the traumas for later. Yeah, that's right. Right. At least for date number two. Yeah. Um, and it also meant like we weren't disagreeing about anything. We didn't, you know, I was like, no politics, no politics. So I didn't say anything that I think would upset her. But anyway, when I walked her back to the car, she gave me a hug and she said, um, I had a good time. And I said, I'd really like to see you again. And she said, yeah, that'd be nice. And so I went home and I was like, yeah, high five. Nice job, Mark. And um, the next day I texted her. And I was like, so when are we going to, when's that second date? When can we, when can we unpack our traumas? And um, I didn't hear from her. And I followed up like after I was done at work and she never got back to me. Um, so not really sure what's going on, you know, because she said, you know, I'd like, I'd be up to see you again. And then she is not answering my calls. So I don't really know why I'm in this situation, but I'm hoping you can figure it out. She said she'd be up for seeing you again when you were saying goodbye. Yeah, she was like, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Let's see you. Mm. Okay. Mm. And That's... then nothing. That's very unsettling. Yeah. Well, first of all, this date you went on with Brittany was like my ultimate, ideal, favorite type of date when I was in high school. <laughs> walk around the mall? Let's just go to the mall and walk around. Isn't that what everybody did? It yes. was like the only way we were allowed to date. What do you mean you're going out? You're going out with who? Where are you going? We're just going to the mall. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. We're just walking around the mall. I don't understand. If you're not shopping, what are you kids doing over there? Ma, we're just hanging out. Well, how is that a date? You guys were lucky to have a mall. Why? We didn't have a mall. (laughs) No? We had the JCPenney parking lot, and that's where... (laughs) We like we we could go out for pizza. We could go to a movie, and then there's the J.C. Penney parking lot, and then you cruise from the J.C. Penney parking lot down to the park, and then back to the parking lot. You could have walked around the J.C. Penney. No, (laughs) no, no. You would have run into too many old people. Too many people, and we usually hung out there after hours. That's great. That is pretty great. Well, I love your descriptive account. Mark, if it's okay with you, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll call Brittany and see what she thought of your mall date. I appreciate it. We're happy to help. The second date update continues next on Q102. Okay, so Mark met Brittany on Hinge. 
And they decided to meet up at Liberty Town Center and just kind of walk around, chit-chat, get to know each other. And a nice compliment to Brittany. He said he felt very comfortable with her, assumed it was mutual. You know, not that first date nervousness that you often feel. He said it was actually quite relaxed. And then at the end of the date, there was a hug. She said, hey, I had a great time. And he said, well, I'd love to get together with you again. And she said, and I quote, yeah, that'd be nice. Mark reaches out, sends her a text. No response. He follows up. Again, no response. Here we are. Ta-da. Anything else important, Mark, that you thought of that you want to add in before we call her? No, that's everything. So let's call Brittany and see what's going on. Hi, can we speak to Brittany, please? This is she. Brittany, it's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm good. How are you? What's up? Oh, not much. Yeah, What's up with you, girl? <laughs> I'm, I'm just a little confused why you're calling. <laughs> you're familiar with our show? Yeah. Second Day Update, it's my favorite. Is it? <laughs> good. That's convenient. Because... <laughs> uh, this is a second date update call, Brittany. Stop it. You're kidding <laughs> me, right? No. <laughs> Did you forget Wait. to call someone back? Or text? Um, I guess it was a text. Who is this about? She's probably dating a That's what I was going to say. Are you dating more than one person? Well, she's on Hinge, so, you know, <laughs> I, no, I mean, I, I'm just curious. I mean, did someone call in to you? Yeah, you remember Mark? You guys hung out at Liberty Town Center? Oh, my God. That guy? What? <laughs> what does that mean, that guy? Oh, my gosh, no. Mr. Balls Out guy, you have got to be kidding me right now. Mr. what guy? What Balls did you call out. Me? Balls out? Oh, yeah. I have never seen a tighter pair of skinny jeans in my entire oh. life. <laughs> yeah, there was... Nothing left to the imagination. Nothing. It was, I mean, oh, I'll admit, what he was packing was impressive, but come on. He was drawing so much attention to it, it was embarrassing. Whoa. Really? They were so tight, he could not even bend over. He dropped his wallet at one point. He couldn't even bend his knees. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. How he had to he lean over and lift one leg behind him like an airplane, and <laughs> it was awful. He, even had, he probably had to suck in his gut because, you know, they were cutting him they were tight i don't i you know i never did fully understand the skinny jeans that I, I just was never comfortable for men or women and men for well mostly men mostly men i mean women too it's got to be comfortable you know they can't be so skinny that when you do bend yeah. over they're cutting you around the waist you know yeah but some women There's like to no have way. a camel toe there for starters yeah second of all when i i remember looking at adam levine when he would wear those like skin tight skinny jeans and i remember making some assumptions yeah that maybe the the blessings were not as plentiful in his department because of the fact that you could see everything through the jeans but it sounds like yeah, you could see quite a lot here, and it was impressive. Is that true? I mean, it was impressive, but come on. Is that necessary? It was just a little much for my liking. Care to weigh in on this, Mark? 
Yeah, I think in my defense, she did like what she was seeing, but I don't remember having to lift my leg like a dog when I dropped my wallet or whatever she said. Uh, um, I do appreciate the compliment. I have gotten similar compliments in the past. What, that you're packing? I mean, of course, out of everything I just said, that's the one thing you remember. Well, you know what they say. If you got it, flaunt it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really No, funny. thank you. <laughs> you really think you look good in those, don't you? And that they're appropriate to wear in public where children and everyone can see everything? I don't just think I look good in those. I know I look good in those. Those are like my go-tos. I get compliments all the time. So I don't know what you're bringing to the table. I'm glad we didn't go into our baggage, but it sounds like you're a little intimidated by what I got going on down there. But I get it. No, 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 no. Now, Brittany, are you someone who judges women who choose not to wear a bra? (laughs) No, I mean, no, but I also just don't need to see, like the skinny jeans are just unnecessary. If they're that tight where you can't even bend over, I think... That's probably a sign that you shouldn't be wearing those. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. All right. Because we're kind of at an impasse here. <laughs> I think so. I mean, have you guys ever dated anybody that you were uncomfortable with what they wore somewhere or thought it was inappropriate? Or, I mean, not necessarily like offensive because they no, were showing slob. too much. But, yeah, looking you like know, a being slob. sloppy yeah. or. Like, I, w- I remember going out on a date with a guy. He wore like sweatpants or like those gym shorts. Like, you know what I'm talking about? They're like sweatpants that they cut off into shorts. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it just was not. Even if it was just meeting up for a drink at wherever. I Take a like, little pride in your appearance, or mister. Put on, like something I think that's he is. not ripped. <laughs> yeah. But I understand. Like sometimes it's hard to get men to even dress up to go places. Yeah. Like you're going to have to put a tie on or yeah. a jacket, you know, yeah. one or the other. Well, I don't see the problem here. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen you in a pair of skinny jeans, Jeff. Have you ever owned a pair? Do you remember a million years ago, we were in the car, we were riding somewhere together. I think we were driving to a photo shoot. I was wearing black jeans Uh and you looked over and made a comment (laughs) and I never wore those jeans again after that. Are you serious? Yep. Well, because I could tell which way you were hanging. It was in my old cop car. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, well, these have got to go. Was it a bad comment? What did she say? It's it's attracting unwanted attention. I believe this story 100%. I do too. <laughs> yeah, Jen's not shy about those things. I love that I've it calmed affected, down a lot. I like that it affected him so much that he never wore that them again. That is funny. Wow, he's out. Well, you know, see, he doesn't want to brag. <laughs> he wants to keep some things like a happy surprise <laughs> that only few get to enjoy. Not many. It's not for everyone to oh, see. I'm very modest, Jen. <laughs> Interesting, though. Interesting. Do you remember that? No. That's funny. I, I like, she probably said it just to be like a bitch. And here we go. Maybe I was trying to be complimentary. Maybe. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> It's hard to say. Depended on my mood that day. She looked over. She goes, oh, are you showing off there, Jeffrey? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Direct quote. Jeff was like, as a matter of fact, yes, I am. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. <laughs>
<laughs> you know what? I think it was the day we did a photo shoot in the old Art Academy building with our former photographer. No, We're going to yeah. have to find Hold those on, pictures. pictures. Let's get the pictures out and let's look for evidence. I have to find them. What year was <laughs> I'll look it up. I know I have those pictures. Probably 2004. I got them. I'll look at it. All right. Well, I'm sorry, Mark. There's uh, evidently no second date here. But, Brittany, we appreciate you being honest and taking the call. And You know, honestly, it's her loss. It might be. Wish you both the best of luck. Thank you. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> Good Thanks, luck. Guys. That's so funny. I don't got a gun. I got nothing against guns. But, again, I'm 49 years old, and I'm not picking up any new skill sets <laughs> at my age. I feel gun owners have a good grasp of their gun. Plus, I feel when a gun owner hears somebody breaking into their home, the gun owner gets happy. (laughs) Right? Here's a little jiggle at the door. He's like, oh, yeah! (laughs) He tells his wife, just lay there, babe. I know you got a big day. I'm going to go take care of this guy. Now, last month, our alarm went off. This thing is loud. Woke me right out of a dead sleep. I'm up right away, and I'm not one of these guys that goes and handles it. I'm like, get up! Get up! She's like, oh, just go look. Yeah, what? I'm going to go look, take two to the head while you escape out the back with our two kids and start another family with some other guy. Get on my back. We're going out together. Go look. You think you married Rambo? <laughs> Let's go together. I love it. That's Sebastian Maniscalco from his Netflix special. Is it me? Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. All right. You can pretend you can lose weight by just pretending. Uh-huh. I was gonna say you can pretend to lose weight. No, you can actually lose weight by pretending. I'll have the story here shortly. Also, you may want to put a tennis ball in your pajamas. What? (laughs) It is Thursday, the 9th of March, 2023. We are Jeff and Jen, and here is your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. A few weeks ago, there there was a weight loss hack that involved tricking yourself into thinking you ate more by cutting your food into pieces and scattering them across your plate. I remember that, yeah. Well, that sounds yeah. fun. So it looks like you feel like you're eating more because there's lots of little pieces. Yeah. Essentially. Essentially. Like for quantity eaters like me, that's good. Right. But now there's an even easier option. Researchers from the University of Cambridge say that you can cut down on snacking by simply pretending that your most recent meal was bigger and more satisfying than it actually was. <laughs> you're tricking your brain. Yeah. what you've got to do. So basically, you're preparing to devour a sleeve of Thin Mints, but then you imagine that, oh, that that kale superfood salad I had at the meeting yesterday was big. It was huge. That was, even though Massive. I didn't have any dressing, I am really full from that. <laughs> and they it was say, yesterday, though. Oh. I know, I'm just using that as yeah. a sarcastic example. Yeah, and you didn't have any dressing. What the hell happened? That is something that just makes me crazy with delivery and pickup when the condiments are missing or the dressing is missing. Well, and you handled that very well. Yeah. It's like other people in the room would have had a fit. Well, it's partially my fault because I looked and checked everything. Mm-hmm. And we had another salad that had like a cup of hot chicken that had the dressing included in it. Mm. So when I opened Jeff's lid, I just thought it was... 
that's how it was supposed to be because it was included in it. Yeah. Because they don't put the dressing and stuff on top of the lettuce. They give you a whole separate right. thing. Well, the way here, the way my brain works when something like that happens is, ah, nuts. Oh, well, I guess God doesn't want me to have it today. <laughs> to be. But we offered Lord to knows go, I don't need it. We offered to go get you some dressing because, you know, there's got to be one in the fridge around here somewhere. Yep. Don't mm. need it. It's okay. But but the, but mm. doing that whole oh my god yeah that, I'm still full from that. That can actually trick your brain into not needing the thin mints anymore. Yep. It totally can. Yeah, you've got to train your unconscious mind. Just imagine that your last meal was this big filling buffet, and suddenly you won't want all those cookies anymore. <laughs> this actually works. They conducted a series of experiments where everyone ate the same meal of rice and sauce then participated in varying exercises, including including visualizing the meal, and then were offered any amount of cookies as a snack. And the group of people who were told to pretend or imagine that the meal they ate was twice the size it was yeah, ended up eating the fewest cookies on average. How about that? That's really what you've got. When you, when you are really having a relationship with food, you really have to change the way that you see it. If you want to have lasting change, you know, mm-hmm. that's why diets don't work. <sighs> right. The whole, thinking, the whole thinking around food has to change. Yeah. But I love the feeling of not feeling full. Yeah, because, I mean, when you do overeat, I I, when good. I do it, I'm miserable. I'm Same. just like, oh, God. I always say that's why uh, like gluttony is a sin because you are so full that you feel sick and people are starving. Like to me, in my head, that's how I kind of rationalize that. I'm like, don't overeat because you don't want to feel so uncomfortable that you that you feel gross. I wish that the 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 system, you know, because the problem is, is your belly doesn't. It takes a while to let you know that it's full, and the whole time it's full. But yes, I need it to catch up. Mine doesn't work right because (laughs) then you could slow down a little bit. We start to actually feel miserable when you should stop eating Mm -hmm. instead of. A hundred bites later. Well, you know, Otto is probably the slowest eater in our entire family. Yeah, he's a pokey eater. And he's probably the leanest, Skinniest, right? That yeah. is absolutely true. Yeah. I Jacob I eats so slow. Down. Oh, my I God. Could. He'll take he'll take on the weekends, he'll take an hour and a half to eat breakfast. What? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two minutes. I just, I, I, don't, I don't eat super, super fast, but I eat quickly. And I think I got into that habit when I had my kid, because if I wanted to have something hot, I would have to eat fast because who knew if she was going to cry or wake up or something was going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I got to do all these other things that mm-hmm. I started eating very quickly. Well, I've slowed down too, because the trigger that tells you that you're full, you're right. It is delayed. Mm-hmm. And I do find that if I just slow it down, it will eventually catch up and it sort of helps get me you. hit that sweet spot. Because yeah. if I, there is that, I call it the sweet spot where you feel satisfied, but you don't feel full. Right. Mm-hmm. The other issue I have is not like I am a clean plate club eater. Same. Because I just feel like that used was to be. that was like a generational thing for like our parents. You're not yep. gonna waste that food. And I genuinely have a mental self inflicted situation 
with not wasting food. Right. Well, and here's the thing about it. Here's how I shifted my thinking on that is it's like if I'm not willing to put the food in the garbage can, then I'm making my body the garbage can. Yeah. Which we are, but I also have such an issue with it. Yeah. But you're going to throw it away regardless whether it's in your body or in the garbage can. And one of them is going to cause you health issues down the line. Yeah. We just need to do it with my friend Hines. <laughs> one of them is going that. to make it yeah. sick. My yeah. friend Hines, she will eat slow. She will eat a third of whatever meal she orders. Mm-hmm. And then she will take it home and she will eat another third for breakfast. Right. Really this is sl- my mother. Really slow. <laughs> and then she'll probably eat the other third for lunch or dinner that day. We went out to dinner last night. We were downtown and she, or- I don't forget what she ordered, but literally took two bites out of it and we're like, She'll bring it home. She always does. Yeah, yeah. She pretty healthy and pretty good shape. Yeah, decent. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to watch my mom at the end of a meal when we go out. Oh, I'm going to get at least two more meals out of that. <laughs> a doggy bag. Yes. <laughs> uh, here's another hack. Here's another trick regarding your health that's not related to food. They did a survey recently, and they found over half of the people, about 56%, said they snore or at least have a partner who does. And about half of them have tried various hacks to try to cut back on the snoring. And the range of tips and tricks is all over the place. Some of the most popular things people have tried include using extra pillows, buying anti-snore pillows, Mm -hmm. uh, drinking more water. Breathe strips. Yes, I was going to say nasal strips. (laughs) Those are good. Nasal sprays, saline rinses and sprays, Mm -hmm. decongestants, taking a hot shower before bed and using a mouth guard. Others include avoiding alcohol before bed. I mean, I think all of these can, can contribute. Help. It's yeah. usually more than one thing. We used to at our house growing up have like a two by four that would be on the bottom of the bed, mm-hmm. so you would be sort of on a an angle. Yeah, kind of. You wouldn't feel it because it was only like you know three inches or whatever, but kind of helped. It yeah you know, to elevate. Mm-hmm. Years ago, we bought a um, sleep number bed. Um, and it has a setting on there that's called snore. Mm-hmm. So it has one of those adjustable base thingies. Right. And you can open the app and hit what we call snore mode. And it elevates you just enough to where you're supposed you to. Yeah. And I do it all the time. Is like there a, it's worked for us. If Scott's asleep, I'm like. Sure, sinus mode. Yeah. Allergy mode. I, think they, I mean, they have like different <laughs> modes on there for different things. Mm-hmm. But that to me has always been one that's been kind of effective. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sleeping, sitting up, sleeping backward with your head at the foot of the bed. Uh, just a few of the hacks that we've heard over the Sleep, years. What on does how that to cut do? Back on sleeping with your foot at, head at the foot of the bed. A lot of these don't make sense. <laughs> like, I don't understand because, that one. Because, you know how I said avoiding alcohol before bed is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is drinking alcohol before bed. And I can tell you that's not. That doesn't do it. No, no that makes you snore worse. And then there are the weirder hacks, which may be randomly discovered brilliance or just social media silliness. Taping your mouth closed, which sounds very unsafe. I know someone who is doing that and it is working for her. As long as she's she got is a clear a nasal mouth passage. breather and her by keeping her mouth shut and forcing her to breathe through her nose. Really? It's not dangerous? I don't know. I don't know who. I wish I knew who recommended it to her, whether it's total, you know, crackery or if it was like somebody that like knew because I don't know if it's safe either. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend doing it. I wouldn't recommend that to everybody. No, no, but uh-uh. she is. 
Uh, this doesn't sound safe either. Putting a peg on your nose? Oh, I see. You mean like a clothespin or something? To force you to uh, breathe out of your mouth? I imagine that's what they mean. No, that wouldn't make any sense. These are stupid. <laughs> people are desperate. They don't. People do not want a CPAP. They don't want to. They don't want to go through the testing. Why? They don't want to spend the money. Well, they I may not be either. able to afford it with insurance. Their insurance may yeah. not cover all of it, and it's an expensive machine. And, I know. You know, but I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine going back. Now you're addicted to it. Do you well, need, that makes it, you, it, do you like need it anymore? Do you need it anymore? I thought when I lost the weight, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. but I still do on occasion. It may not, maybe not as often. Like if we lose power, it's not a catastrophe if I don't have it. Will you still stop breathing in the middle of the night if you don't have it? No, but I do snore. I will okay. snore. And that's where we have to do all these little adjustments. adjustments. But I do find... One of the other things that I like about the CPAP is the humidity that I get from the distilled water tank mm-hmm. is I don't, I don't, I never wake up with that dry throat or dry mouth that I used to. Are there any long-term health effects of doing that? Because it seems like everything that is supposed to be good for you eventually, you know, turns into a potential problem. Have there been any really long-term studies on that that say, you know, if you use this for 20 years, you're going to have throat issues or anything like that? Well, none that I'm aware of, but here's what I can tell you. When I started, when I went on the CPAP, Mm -hmm. you know, there were pressure gauges, that there were pressure numbers based on your need for it Mm -hmm. and how often you snore or stop breathing. And in my case, the pressure over time gradually has dropped all the way to the bottom. So it is on the lowest possible setting that it can be in terms of, of what you're pressure. getting. Right. Okay. For whatever that's worth. Um, on average, the people in the survey say they spend about $40 a month to try to just improve their snoring. Yeah. But if they could stop it for good, they'd be willing to shell out as much as $340. So is the main reason for snoring is weight, the number one cause? I think sinus, too, though. It can be often, but it's not always the case. Okay. It, it probably is true if I were to guess we need a sleep expert on, but I, w- I have been told that that is the truth more often than not, but it is not solely. Kind of like high blood, same thing with high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, 17% are spending money seeking help from medical professionals, but 61% say that while they might try a potential remedy here and there, they've just come to accept that uh, it's just not going to go away forever. Hmm. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Anna says, uh, speaking of food, I learned to eat fast from the school lunches because I had such a short time to eat. 12 oh, years of doing yeah. that. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. something, too, when my kids started kindergarten, you know, you read all these, like, prep sheets about how to get them ready. Mm-hmm. And that was something that they suggested that you have your kids do is try to eat lunch within 20 minutes. Yeah. Because Seems that's like about, forever. Because that's about how long they have. Well, most kids are like Jen's kids. Like, they sit down. They wow. nestle in. Let me tell you, it's an they event. They feel like they have some time. Yeah. And then they go to the like school lunch and it's like, bam, bam, bam. See you later. Bye. But he has the best digestion. <laughs> I think know? there's something like instinctually in my brain, like from way back 10,000 years ago, 
It's in your DNA. Like, I better eat that food bef- before that saber-toothed tiger grabs it from me. It could be. Or before that other you. Neanderthal you know, yeah. hits me over the head with a rock and takes it. You may have you may have a former life where you had to really fight for yeah. your food. And same yeah. thing in the fall where it's like winter weight. Like mm. once October clicks in, it's like it is time to freaking eat everything. Maybe you were because a bear I have to in sleep in a life. cave till April. <laughs> uh, Amanda, talking about taping your mouth closed. Amanda says uh, if you do it right, you use a small piece of tape. Uh, because mouth breathing can, over time, you talk about long-term effects. She says mouth breathing over time can actually change the shape of your face. Huh. She said you don't cover your full mouth with the tape. And she recommends a book by James Nestor called Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art. Hmm. hmm. That's interesting. Which may be of interest to you. Yeah. It is 823 with Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Oh, and yes, I meant to say on this topic, one of the crazy remedies for stopping snoring, snoring, which may or may not work, putting a tennis ball in your PJs to stop you from lying on your back. So where does the tennis ball go? On On, on our back. It goes on your back, so it forces you to stay on your side, supposedly. All right. I didn't say it worked. I just said it was. I think I would need more than one, and I'd have to sew it into the shirt so it stayed in place. People have done that. Yeah. Coming up, your shot at $1,000. The 1K letter of the day is coming up next. Hey, Alex. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. How'd you sleep last night? Not great. My one and a half year old was. Screaming all night for God knows why. Oh my goodness! Those just now, the best. Yeah. Is that typical, or uh, is is the baby? No, she's usually pretty good, but I don't know. She's had a bit of a cold, so she oh. was probably just oh, uncomfortable and needed no. some snuggles. Is she your yeah. first? No, she's my second. I was so say, got her and a four and a half year old. You sound experienced. Yeah, you don't sound oh, yeah. like you're at all like frazzled over the crying part. You're just tired. A little bit. Because when it's the first, you're like, oh, my God, what's the matter with my baby? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, do you sleep with a snorer? Um, mm. Very rarely. He's, he's usually pretty good. So. That's good. Yeah. Because I have I, no tolerance for that. I used to sleep with a snorer, and I realized one night that it would be very easy for me to kill him. Because <laughs> he was snoring, Ooh. and I reached over, and I, like, squeezed his nose. Yeah. You know, because I just had it. Right. So I squeezed his nose, and he did not open his mouth to breathe. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, if I just held it. Did you give him the nudge? <laughs> honey. Honey. Roll over. We Wake forget to breathe. Oh, yeah. Kick. Yeah. I will do that. Yeah. It's a common trait. If you sleep in and you snore, and I'm like, no, no, no. Wake up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not Bang. having it. Bang. And it usually sucks because it's the person that snores gets that gets to stay in the bed. If oh, somebody's gonna yeah. get up and go into another room Amen, and sleep. Girl. Yeah. It's, it's always, always me. It's the it's the victim. It's right. the victim. Yes. Right. Mm. All right. Well, we're gonna try to win you a thousand dollars with the one K letter of the day. <laughs> you can pay for a babysitter and get maybe a night at a hotel oh, and get a full <laughs> night's sleep. Twenty one C for the night. How glorious would that be? All right. Breakfast in bed. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, you got the letter R as R. in REM. Oh. Wow, that's All fantastic. Right. All right, so 30 seconds, answer 10 questions, and begin with the letter R. Don't repeat any of your answers, and the key to winning is to pass quickly. So here we go. 
Are you ready? Yes. With the letter R, name something you glue. Pass. An office supply. Pass. A verb. Run. Something you fold. Pass. Something white. Rabbit. A university. Rutgers. A sport. Race car driving. Something you bite. Pass. A body part. Right arm. Something you freeze. Ah. <laughs> I'm going to blame that one on my daughter. Yes. There you go. <laughs> now, if it's she had said. Her name is Rachel, so should have put oh, her for one of those. Man, yeah, no kidding. Something you bite, Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> That's funny. I thought about it for half a second. But. <laughs> now, if she had said to something you bite, rear. And then sure. name a body part. She said rump. Would that be considered the same That's thing? Two different, two different words. words. Two That's different what words. I thought. Yeah, two, two different, different words. words. She could have. I would have so given it to body parts. I was thinking the rib, retina. I mean, just like so many things. Yeah. Yeah. But it's different though when you're doing it. And then Tim, mm. I kept thinking rhubarb. Yeah. Rhubarb. <laughs> rhubarb. Right. Love some Good. rhubarb. Well, Alex. Well, I tried. You need yes, to come back on a, on a morning where you had a better Please night's sleep. Please do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For I sure. will try again. All right. Get some rest this week. Weekend. See ya. I'll try. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Right, bye. bye. <laughs> 8.35. <sighs> uh, new hormone injection can sober up drunk people twice as fast. Really? Have you ever had to drag a drunk friend home from, from the bar? Oh, yep. who hasn't? Have you ever been that drunk friend? Probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I had like a flashback to my 21st birthday the other day. That wasn't pretty. No, that was you had that a flashback. Was, I like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it came to me in a dream or a daydream or whatever, but I just the, the memory popped into my head of us driving away from Mother's, which is the name of the bar that we were at, and my whole upper body was hanging out the passenger side oh, window. Gosh. Like, oh my god, was that real life or that? It, oh no, that happened. That, oh, so oh, you yeah. really were hanging was, out the side, I, I was puking. Just, I could just remember my hair just flowing in the breeze. Oh my god, <laughs> we were in a cab. Kristen and I were in the back seat of a cab with a really drunk friend in Chicago. Yeah, and like she was almost passed out, and we're literally trying to physically like carry and drag her the back to the hotel and we had some like some pizza from the dinner and that was part of the problem she hadn't really eaten that oh. she had been drinking and so i go into the to-go thing and i open up the pizza and i'm like here you need to you need to eat something and she takes the pizza and she hucks it out the cap <laughs> window <laughs> this entire pizza she's like i don't want any effing pizza yeah. get that out of my face <laughs> and isn't it Jeff? it's just it's the worst like awesome. at this t- at this phase of your life you know right. you hit a certain age and that kind of drunk is just like oh my god really yes Re- done you it. don't know better we're in our 40s by now right yeah, but those kinds of oh situations every now and then are really it happens. fun. <laughs> yeah. Really fun. I know. Every Getting time we see situation. her, we got to bring yeah. up that moment. I don't want any freaking pizza. I don't know how it happened, but I got so drunk. I yeah. threw a pizza out the window. I don't know how I got it. Uh, there's a pizza out on Michigan Avenue right now. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, well, anyway, the researchers at University of Texas Southwestern say they've come up with a new hormone injection that can make people sober up twice as fast. The hormone is called fibroblast growth factor 21, or FGF21 for short. Our, our liver produces it naturally, but they found a double dose might help. 
Basically, they got a bunch of mice drunk, tested it out on them. First, they injected them with a binge dose of alcohol. Then some of the mice got the hormone injection, and the mice with the hormone injection sobered up a lot faster. They also tried a second experiment where they got the mice so drunk they passed out. Jeez, oh, poor mice. (laughs) I I hate this animal testing. And the ones who got the hormones that time actually woke up twice as fast. Now, if it's safe, it might eventually be something you could buy to help make that drunk friend of yours a little less wobbly. But at first, it might be more of an emergency treatment. Kind of like Narcan. Yeah, when someone ODs on opioids, they get Narcan. So it might be like that, but for people with alcohol poisoning, which yeah. is a thing. You don't want oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, no. Right. Okay. So. I was reading... Of- Sorry, not to interrupt you, but I was reading an article this morning about a new zombie drug that's coming to Cincinnati, and they had um, Dr. Samarco on there. Is it Borg? No, it's not Borg. Um, it's actually, I forget the oh, name of it. Oh, it was but fentanyl they call, mixed but fentanyl with. Mis- mixed with a horse tranquilizer. Oh, yes. And she was saying that the reason, not that it's not already dangerous enough, but it's the reason horrible. why it's so dangerous is because it does not respond to Narcan. Because the Narcan responds to the fentanyl, but not the horse. Correct. Yeah. Right. And that's what she was talking about. Yeah. That. And yeah. the question was posed, why are why are they putting it in these street drugs in the first place? And it's because it's a cost-saving move for them. They're able mm-hmm. to use less of their product their, and right. make the same pro- amount of money. The real product. Real product, yeah. 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 That's how they make more money off their oh, stuff. It's awful. Terrifying. It is. Yeah. Just don't do it. Don't buy it. Don't. Have you ever had to stay in a dingy hotel room? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I made the mistake of not planning ahead. I was driving back from Boston. I was in Pennsylvania. It was late at night. I wasn't tired, so I kept driving. And there's a long stretch where there ain't much. Exactly right. And now I'm tired and I need to stop somewhere and I don't have a lot of options. And my GPS isn't very helpful because the nearest hotels was 200 miles back. (laughs) Exactly. So there was like a very small hotel that will remain nameless. Oh, God. That was disgusting. Yes. And I I just, you know, you have the feeling when you're walking up and you're like, okay, just because the outside of the building is kind of doesn't (laughs) mean it's going to be that bad inside. It was worse. Uh, oh, no. Like Bates Motel? That's what I'm thinking. It, it was not quite was that, it a but cha- it was a cha- So it was a chain. It was a chain. Okay. Oh, wow. And I went in, and honest to God, I kid you not, the toilet seat still had wet pee on it oh. as an example. Oh. oh. Did you stay there anyway, or did you leave? I had no choice. I had to stay there. You could there. have slept in your car. But you wouldn't have had a bathroom or anything else. Right. Yeah, that is the way. Because that's where you get into trouble on the long road trips when you get into places like that where there just isn't much. Yeah. You you really do have to plan. I mean, I'm at a point now where I can sleep in my car without needing the CPAP. But that was a time when I... You didn't have it. I needed to. Yeah. Yeah. I needed a plug, basically. Anyway, life hacker... Uh, Lifehacker just posted a list of top things you might want to clean yourself after you check in to a dingy hotel room. <laughs> and most or of them any are, of them, really. Yeah, most of these things are things that guests touch a lot, but, but that maids just don't clean enough. So you, you might want to bring some disinfectant wipes with you. Mm-hmm. The TV remote, obviously, because everyone uses it. 
Uh, the nightstand is another because surfaces in general might not get wiped down enough. And, of course, the door handles. Another thing that every single guest touches, the light switches, the phone, if you plan to use it. Yeah, See, that's a big one for us. My Because, you know, we don't have a home phone. So when we go to hotels, my daughter thinks it's so fun that there's a phone in there. So I usually will just like unplug it from the wall or unplug the actual phone and let her play with it. But yeah. I never thought to actually wipe it down because I'm like, no one's using that phone. Yeah. When was the last time you picked up a hotel right. phone? Yeah. But now I'm going to. Uh, keep in mind the toilet handle is another one because people don't wash their hands before they touch that. And it's a part of the toilet that gets overlooked a lot. Uh, there is the coffee maker. Here's a tip. Run the coffee maker through a cleaning cycle if it has one. If not, at least rinse the pot out. Yeah. And if the mugs are ceramic or reusable, you might want to clean those too. I do that with the glasses. Even though they're on that little doily thing, hold it up to the light. You'll you'll see. Oh, that needs a wipe down. Yeah. That needs a little warm, soapy water. Yep. And here's one more. The comforters on beds don't always get cleaned enough, but unfortunately you can't do much about that. Unless you're in this group, a poll in 2019 found that one out of 10 people actually bring their own sheets when they stay in hotels. That's Mm. a lot to pack. So now you know. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.